Welcome back to another episode of Heaven and Healing Podcast. I'm Angela. So this is kind of another one of those random, unplanned, fun episodes. A couple weeks ago, myself and my husband were downstairs. We were just eating hamburgers, watching television, and he turned the TV off and goes, let's go upstairs and just record something. And I was like, all right. So he brought me up to the studio and he decided to sit behind the camera and ask me some questions that I guess he had when he was a non-believer. And so they're kind of difficult questions, honestly, to answer, especially on the fly like that. But we had a lot of fun with this episode. Um, I've been doing kind of more candid ones like this, for instance, my 29th birthday Q&A. So let me know how you like this sort of spontaneous format as opposed to the more thought out planned ones, or if you just kind of like a mix of both. Um, Either way, y'all have been asking for my husband to make an appearance for a while, and while he does not get in front of the camera, this is certainly a wonderful first step. Um, It was really special for us to kind of do this together, and I'm looking forward to doing more with him in the future. You can definitely expect to see him on as a guest soon. (laughs) Well, enjoy the episode. Welcome back to another episode of Heaven and Healing Podcast, or whatever this is. I'm Angela, and um, so recording this in real time, it's like midnight, and I've never done this before. My husband, which is so fun to say, my husband and I were just eating um, burgers, um, homemade burgers, and he just turns off the TV and says, let's go upstairs and start recording. So here we are, because I'm such a great submissive wife. (laughs) Hi, Michael. Hello. He's all the way behind the camera. I'm the cameraman. So you can kind of just hear this like distant voice in the background. Hopefully you can hear him okay. Um, So this is like a question thing. I'm going to just ask you questions. Questions that I want to hear you answer. Okay. And I feel like... If I ask you these questions, it will help people that need to hear it. Okay. So I forgot to say a prayer, so I'm just going to say one now. Um, Father God, just thank you so much for <laughs> this platform and this podcast, and thank you for my husband and for saving the both of us. And Holy Spirit, I just welcome you into the room, and I ask that you would speak through Mike and myself so that we lean not on our own understanding, but of every profitable word of God. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So what I want to do is I want to ask you questions, and I want you to just look directly at me here. You don't have to look into the camera or anything, and I want you to just answer them to me, okay? Okay. So tell me you, and I know this is (laughs) something that everyone has heard a thousand times over by now, but tell me your testimony. I want to hear about how you were saved and I want to hear exactly your experience in like 60 seconds or less or just no, just, just, just tell me um like just tell me <laughs> I was lost my entire life and 
I just was searching in all the wrong places for so long. Um, I tried all these different modalities of spiritual healing, um, and none of them ever worked. They kind of gave me temporary relief, but nothing that was ever sustaining, which only made me need more of it and more of it and more of it, like almost like an addiction, like a drug. And you know my grandmom died in 2014, and that was kind of the catalyst of all of it. And I just went deeper and deeper over the years, and it got it, it never got better um, to the point where nearly a decade after that, it was, I guess, seven, seven years since she died, where seven or eight years since she died, where um, I still wanted to kill myself, honestly. And I was at that point, I was 27. And it didn't make sense that I felt the same way as I did when I was 17. And um, I called out to Jesus, and um, I know now that it says in Psalms that deep calls out to deep, and I called out from a very deep place, and he heard it, and I heard him too, and scripture says that my sheep know my voice, and that's why I was able to recognize who he was, and um, he saved me in every sense of the word, because I the 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 suicide ideation suddenly went away and there was a lot of um sanctification to be done from that point but it was a miracle that I no longer wanted to die and that I felt like um not only felt but I knew that it was it was the one thing that was actually it like all those years of searching I didn't need to search anymore because I found it um well, I guess he was never lost. He found me, and I kind of let him find me. So can you, can you explain to somebody that probably has no idea about what you're even saying right now? Maybe somebody that's curious about um, how, to, how to sort of find the way, right, if that makes sense. Um, somebody that's lost, somebody that feels alone. If, if there's something that you can explain about your experience, if there's some way that you can possibly make it tangible to somebody that has no clue about anything, uh, somebody that doesn't believe, for instance, how would you explain your experience when, when Jesus came to you and when you felt the presence of God and you felt that love surround you and, and just that instant shift. How would you explain that? I think every person on this earth knows what it feels like to put their head on the pillow at night and not know why they're alive. Um, and I think it would be, I think it would just be really dense to say that nobody has ever experienced that or just ever had a moment where you look in the mirror and you just don't know why you're there or who you are or what your purpose is or a moment where you have felt completely moments where you have felt completely just void of um meaning and my understanding of that now on the other side of redemption is that is the god-shaped hole 
And that's one of the very first things I talked about in this podcast. But if I were to talk, if I were to have a conversation with somebody who asked me, like, what do you think you have that like someone else doesn't have who isn't Christian? That's what I would probably say in the most loving way I can is that we all have a God-shaped hole and nothing else is going to satisfy it except for Jesus because Jesus is God and we are made in God's image and we are born into a fallen world that puts us at natural enmity with God. We are born in flesh that puts us at natural enmity with God. And we spend a lifetime trying to find ways to just satisfy that flesh, to just make the carnal instinct that wants to just satisfy those five senses, just like we heard about in church tonight, those senses. Um, just constantly satiate the senses and we all go through that and we try and we try and we try but the problem is that we're trying we're trying to fill a spiritual void with things of this world and then if you get into the stuff that I was into you're trying to fill a spiritual void with more spiritually dead things when you yourself are already spiritually dead. So you're on one of two ends of that spectrum where you're just, you know, you might be agnostic like you were and you're just trying to fill it with alcohol or pleasure and just dopamine hits, um, little things, even people pleasing right? Like that's something that we do. We try and we try and find purpose in making other people feel better, which seems like a really good intention. But at the end of the day, it's like, this can just make me feel good. This can make me feel like I'm doing something right. Or you have those who are into other quote unquote religions like I was, who are try are basically just feeding out of the trough of Satan, just not even realizing it because it's disguised as light and love and all these things that sound good. It sounds really good to be like, breathe in good energy, breathe out what no longer serves you. Like that sounds great, but it's, um, it's just bankrupt of truth. Um, and it's, it's just bankrupt of actual healing. It's just going to keep you in the deadness that you're in. And, um, I mean, that spoke to me tonight at church when pastor was talking about Ephesians and how it says that we were dead in our trespasses, but God and his grace. And like, that's what brings you to life is his grace. And without that, you, you just don't have anything Sometimes I don't know how to tell people that without it sounding like offensive because like, <laughs> I don't know. It's just at the end of the day, like you're just loved and it's, it's, I guess it can be offensive to hear that you need a savior when we're in a world that just constantly tells you that you're enough But, like, look where that's gotten everyone. And if you could speak directly to somebody who is a non-believer and believes that they are enough and looks at 
idea of God like for example my father died why would God kill my father if God is so loving how would how would you react to somebody saying something like that like what would what would you say in response to something like that and I know this is like really heavy and I'm just kind of throwing this at you right now but these are just things that I I personally would love to hear you respond to and I think it could be very helpful for people coming from coming from myself somebody who was agnostic somebody who is saved now but also tries to really remember the way that I used to think um, how would you respond to that if God is so loving and caring why would he do bad things why would he make this happen this and that yeah that's that's always a people that um, come to my comments section to troll me that's the one thing that they like to say is, you know, your God gives people cancer. Um, but it's like, it's really multifaceted um, because the reality is we do live in a fallen world and there are consequences of that. Um, and the second facet is that there's a Bible verse that says, you know, who could ever know the mind of God? For me to sit here and pretend that I can comprehend everything that God does and why he does it is just ignorant. Um, I can't begin to know why God does everything, but I know that God has plans and purposes for his glory. And I know what his word says about those who receive him, that there will be a day when there are no more tears. And that is a promise. And God's promises are, you know, you, you, can, you can cash them in. You, you, they're going to come true because he says that they will. And... Something that I have said since the beginning of my walk with the Lord is that God promises us eternal life if, you know, we confess with our mouth and believe with our heart that Jesus Christ is Savior, but he never promises an easy life while we're here. In fact, the Bible talks a lot about suffering. Um, if you look at just 70% of the New Testament, it's written from somebody who was sitting in jail while it was being scribed. And we even talked about this on church on Sunday, how that was likely not the life that Paul chose for himself or something that he necessarily wanted. But he took that and surrendered to God. He surrendered to Jesus. Um, and he gave it to God for God's glory. And look how the Lord has used Paul's suffering 
because without Paul's suffering, we wouldn't have the much of the New Testament. And, you know, the Bible wouldn't be what it is without that. And that was always God's plan. It was always a part of his plan. And he teaches throughout the Bible itself um, in the Old and the New Testament that people suffer, that people go through things that are challenging and things that you can't understand um, or want to endure, but there's always redemption in the stories, in the biographies, because they happen. There's always redemption. Sorry to interrupt this episode. Just want to say that if you feel led to sow into the Heaven and Healing Ministry, you can do so at donorbox.org. I will put that barcode up on the screen for you to just scan from your phone nice and easy. And if you're listening, you can scroll down into the show notes and find the link there. Now, you also have the option to partner financially via Stripe or Venmo. Same thing. I will put the barcodes on the screen. And if you're listening, just scroll down to the show notes to find the links there. Folks, Heaven and Healing Podcast is entirely viewer-sponsored. So whatever financial contributions you are able to make really goes a long way. So if the Lord puts it in your heart to just give freely, I would really appreciate it. Everything helps. If you are not led to donate financially, I do just ask that you continue to pray protection over me and the ministry. Thank you so much. So I would tell that person, even if they don't want to hear it, because what I'm learning is that Days are not guaranteed. We're all on a clock. We're all going to physically pass away. And so you just got to tell people the truth about the gospel while you have the opportunity. Because just imagine like you're, you're with God in heaven and he shows you like you missed that. Look at that. Look at that opportunity that I, that appointment that I set for you and you missed it. And there are so many of those that I have already that come to mind that break my heart because I wonder what if I planted that seed? What if that fruit grew? You know, what if God gave me that opportunity? And so in a moment like that, when someone asks a really hard question, just I would just find a way to give them the gospel and tell them that I don't know why this had to happen, but I do know that if it didn't, you might not be asking me this question about God. It might not have led you to this place where you're asking questions, wondering who God is. And the fact that you can get angry at God proves that he's real. The fact that you can get mad at him and feel any sort of disdain towards whatever his plan is, even if you don't understand it, it proves that he's real. Because if he wasn't there, there would be nothing for you to be angry about. And your anger is justified. I understand the pain. I lost someone that I loved unexpectedly. I never wanted to lose my grandma on a cruise ship and not be able to say goodbye. But look at what God has done in my life from that from that he literally resurrected me from not only my grave but hers and so I don't know what his plan is but I do know that if you receive him there will be a day where there are no more tears and you will be in heaven and that the bible says that the sufferings of this world cannot compare to the eternal glory that awaits us and that is a promise that will be kept and Jesus loves you and he had you in mind when he stretched out his arms on that cross and not only died for your sin, but became it so that you could be reconciled to God. 
And I'm not going to lie, it would be really hard to say that. It would be really hard, It because it, it is hard. It is hard to tell people the truth, but like I said, life is short. And you never know when someone's last day is, so you... Our, our our responsibility is to tell people this truth even when it feels uncomfortable because it's our only answer. Um, it's, well, I'm trying, I don't know. There's so many different scenarios with that, where if you know the person and you know their, their background and you know what they think, or maybe they grew up without ever having stepped foot in a church, maybe they have church hurt. So there's like a lot of different scenarios with that, but, um, I'm just going to use you as an example of maybe what I wish I could have done better. Um, or so just someone close to you that you just love. And I guess, I don't know, we'll say that I guess their background can be irrelevant. You can just, you know, the the Bible says that, you know, we we proclaim from his blood and from our testimony. So you just, just share your testimony. It would be like, hey, I know you're going through this right now. I don't mean to come off any sort of way, but um, Jesus really changed me and I can't explain it, but I would really love for you to maybe just come experience what I have. And if you don't think you will, just maybe just be open to it because... I just, I just love you. I just love you. I just want you next to me just for an hour. I know that's something I used with you was it's just an hour. <laughs> it's just an hour. Just come see for an hour. Um, I'll buy you lunch. You know, sometimes you can use that with people. Just, you know, bribe them. I, I don't mean to sound like that, but bribe them. Just make a day of it. Like, let's go to church and I'll take you to lunch Again, depending on the context of your relationship and who the, and what this person is going through, but well, in the first hour that you brought me to church, when I finally, uh, even when I was a non-believer, when I wasn't saved, in that hour that I was at church with you, um, you know, despite my pride, despite all of this stuff that I was going through, like this isn't real. Why am I here? Blah blah blah. This and that. When the pastor asked people to come up, there was like, there was something, 
and I didn't want to listen to it, and I actively tried not to listen to it, but there was always a hint of something. So, in what you were saying, like it's just an hour. Yeah, I mean, it really is just an hour. It's just 30 minutes. It's just 20 minutes. The fact of the matter is, I went, and in that little bit of time, despite me not being saved, despite me not being a believer, there was something. And when the pastor was saying, that thing that you're feeling, like that, that, that voice that you're hearing saying, come up, don't be afraid. Like for me, I looked around and I saw people going up and I thought like, I wanna go up. But I didn't, I held myself back every time. Like, cause I went a few times with you and every single time I went with you, it was like this strange, like, you should go up. What are you doing? Why are you holding back? And I just, I kept holding myself back. Something, you know, now I know, like just, it's just the flesh. Basically, Satan saying, stay, you're good. You don't need God. You don't need him. You're fine on your own. And every single time I went, I felt it more and more. And with every time I, I felt it more and more, I felt pushback more and more. So it got heavier and heavier and heavier. But because the pull was just heavier and heavier every time, like I wanted to go up. But for me, at, at least this is just for me, I always felt like despite my own beliefs, despite my stubbornness, that there was always something more trying to guide me in the right direction. And because of you asking me to come to church, pushing me, even through my nastiness, which I was, you always, always, with love in your heart, came to me and said, come to church, just listen, just be there. And you didn't even want it for you, which was crazy. It was for me. <laughs> so. You sure you don't want to come over here? <laughs> you sure? Not yet, not yet. He's almost I'll here, get, guys. I'll get, I'll get in front of the camera. He's behind the camera. You could just you have to turn up your volume when he talks and then turn it down when I talk, but he's here. But everything you're saying, uh, like I wanted to ask these questions to you because now, when I, in retrospect, I was... I was really stubborn. I was very naive. I, I, I listened to myself because I thought that I could do it myself no matter what. And now, when I go to church, or when I even pray, just on my own, now there's no, there's no pullback on, on my end at all. I feel the presence. I feel who I'm speaking to. And it's it's way bigger than me. It's beyond anything that I could have ever done on my own. So I'm asking these questions to you. And the reason I 
even just said, like, hey, let's go upstairs and record, is because I just felt, I just felt like it was important to tell you that I believe in every single thing you're doing. And I think, especially after tonight's service, that your platform that you're using is, is life-changing and you're doing all of this in service of our Lord and Savior. And there's no doubts in my mind about it. So I just wanted to tell you that and continue to just kind of ask you a few questions here and there, if that's okay. Yeah. I love you. I love you. Um, I want to tell the audience because when you were talking about your resistance and you said, if I never invited you, that wouldn't have happened. So I want to tell the audience that with Mike and this happened with my mom too. And it happened with my aunt. I invited my aunt to church before she didn't come, unfortunately, but this happened when I would ask people I love where it's like that feeling where you like go up a roller coaster and you're about to drop down. And it's like, uh, do you want to go to church? Like it's, <laughs> It's just, it's like, I don't know how to explain it. It's, I'm sure you know what I'm talking about if you're listening or watching. It's like this almost, like you're just like anticipating like their judgment or you're anticipating the no that's going to break your heart or you're just anticipating like the eye roll or something. Um, fight through that because that's your flesh that's your flesh lying to you. And the Holy Spirit in you is always going to have a yes. And the Holy Spirit is always going to lead you into what feels uncomfortable to your flesh. And the Holy Spirit often can feel uncomfortable. And this is just like in a grander scheme of things. The Holy Spirit can often feel uncomfortable to us in general because we're so carnal. And we're so used to just like, the you know, just life as it is and so sometimes the holy spirit as a as a person and his his supernatural wonder just sometimes can feel uncomfortable when we're experiencing it you know in gifts or whatever or just in our own convictions in in those in those in, so what i'm trying to say is it can feel uncomfortable in big ways or in little ways, like the little ways where it's just like, ask, ask them to go to church. That can just feel so overwhelming. Um, and just fight through it and ask them anyway. Because like I said before, you never know, like when someone's last day is, you never know if that's a moment that God has literally just set up for you, this divine appointment to that he wants you to follow through on. And because you have free will, you have the chance to deny his what he has set up for you what he has placed in front of you it's like it's like he sets up all these pins and gives you the bowling ball and you like just throw it down the gutter and I did that I do that a lot still and it's something I'm really really working on and um and I just want to say that because a lot of you think that like you hold me on this this standard that I'm like a perfect Christian and I'm not like I am still I have to fight through the things that you guys have to fight through. Um, and so I just want that to be like a word of encouragement for someone that 
I go through this too. It's not easy for me either. It's not that some Christians have it better than others when it comes to this stuff. Like there are, there are moments of discomfort we all have to work through and it's always going to feel uncomfortable when we're confronting a non-believer because we're coming up not only against their flesh, but we're literally coming up against the enemy at the same time. So the Bible says that we have we have three enemies, the the devil, the flesh, and the world. And you're coming up against literally all three of those in any moment when you're confronting a non-believer. Even if it's with love, even if it's, even if it's with gentleness, even if it's in like a mutually, quote-unquote, um, understanding dynamic where you're not trying to fight with one another, it's just going to feel uncomfortable. But you have to do it. You just have to listen to the Holy Spirit. You must always yield to the Holy Spirit because it will strengthen your relationship to him. It will strengthen it will strengthen your trust in him when he speaks and it will trust it will in, have him trust you more to follow through on these things so he's going to give you more opportunities to be better. He's going to give you more opportunities to be more prophetic. He's going to give you more opportunities to yield his gifts. He's going to give you more opportunities to share the gospel. He's going to give you more opportunities to display his glory. The more that you trust him, he will trust you. You know, I've said before, you can't earn God's love, but I, I really believe you can earn his trust. So, yeah, just ask them to go to church. That's what I was trying to say. <laughs> Do you have any more questions? Okay. Make sure you're talking loud. Yeah. Um, what would you say to anyone that you used to be friends with who have sort of pushed against you and pushed you away in a sense because of your faith what would you say to them now um there's our there's there's i've thought about this a lot my my old friends like there's there's a lot of ways i wish i handled it differently but back to that feeling of discomfort, I handled it poorly because I was scared. I was uncomfortable. I I didn't want to see them in person. And I'm going to be honest with everyone because I, I don't know if I've ever actually said that. Like I didn't meet with any of my friends in person, any anyone from my new age circle. Like I never got together with them. I just kind of like retreated into like a little Jesus cave and... Um, I didn't know what to do with what I had. I genuinely didn't know what to do with what I had because I knew that it was going to hurt them. I knew that they were going to think, which they did. They said, this is just another thing. You just get really passionate about things, Angela. Like you just do this. It's just a phase. Like I didn't want, I didn't want them to extinguish my flame or discourage me. And I, I didn't want to offend them, but I wish I did. <laughs> Um, because actually by not wanting to offend them, I think I ended up offending them more. Um, because what I did was I, um, I sent them, I recorded my first podcast for heaven and healing and I sent it all to them. And that was kind of me trying to show them like, look, like, look what I found. Like this, this is because I, I, this is why I make podcasts because I'm, I'm for whatever reason gifted in, um, this sort of communication 
um, public speaking, what have you. And I wanted to show them like, look, I put this together. I'm telling my testimony. I'm telling my story. Whereas I just wish that I just said, guys, like uh, I need to maybe not all at once because it probably would have been overwhelming for me to sit in a group with them and have four of their now uh, antithetical beliefs against mine, but at least one-on-one where I could have just said, hey guys, like this is my testimony. And just if I, because I, I believe unless they would have started manifesting demons or something, because, you know, I had demons and people in new age have demons, but I believe them for who I knew them to be would have just sat there and let me talk, just would have let me tell them what I've gone through. And there is something that I, that I do in hindsight, now that I have more biblical knowledge, wish that I, I wish I had the story of Nicodemus, because I really like the story of Nicodemus, how he was an old man, how he was just, just this old man that just thought he had all his ducks in a row. He really, really loved God. And people in New Age really tend to believe they love God. And it's similar to Nicodemus because Nicodemus was, you know, very religious and the New Age is a very structured religion, whether they want to admit that or not. He had this, that, that, you know, basically dot all the I's, cross all the T's. This is what my relationship with God looks like. I do all the right things. Like this is just my, this is God. This is what God is. And then Jesus just kind of like comes in and he's like, no, actually you need to be born again to see the kingdom of heaven. And Nicodemus is like, what is that? Like, what do you mean? Like you, and Jesus like literally says like, it's me. Like I, I, you need to receive me. Like I am the one I am like, this is uh, obviously I'm paraphrasing, but Jesus is saying to him, like, I am the way, the truth and the life. Like that is my, that is my, my role here is that I am actually the bridge between you and God. It's not your higher self. It's not whatever you think it is. And now obviously Nicodemus didn't believe in a higher self, but again, he had this very laid out what he thought God was, who he thought God was based on what he knew, what he was taught, what his religion said it was, what felt good to him, if I'll say that, what felt good to him, what felt safe to him, what felt comfortable to him. And Jesus said, no, it's me. And I kind of wish I could could have told them that story of Nicodemus, um, how you have to be you have to be born in, in water and spirit to see the kingdom of heaven. You need Jesus, like Jesus is it. Um, and then that verse, obviously John fourteen six that I just mentioned, like I am the way, the truth, and the life. Like that verse, I wish I I wish I would have been able to show them. And I didn't know the Bible very well, and you don't have to know the Bible very well to tell your friends about him. Because honestly, you can just come, you can just come and tell them the story of the blind man. Like, guys, I don't know everything right now, but there's a story in the Bible where Jesus literally like rubs his hands on this blind guy's eyes and then the the guy can see and he's telling everyone like, I can see because of Jesus. Like that's, that's my testimony. I don't really know anything beyond that. Like I can see, I'm not blind anymore. But with the, with John 14, 6, particularly, that's something that I would have liked to sit down and explain to them, kind of go through the truth thing, like, because that's what we were all very much about is my truth, my truth, my truth. And so if I could just show them in that moment, like, guys, there's actually no such thing as our own truths. Like, look, Jesus is the truth. 
and this is because he's God. Like, this is why. Um, so quick break in the episode to tell you that if you haven't already, please subscribe to the podcast. Give it a five-star rating and written review on whatever platform you listen. If you're watching on YouTube, give it a thumbs up. Subscribe to the channel and leave some love in the comments. It really helps with the algorithm. Send this to a friend. Share it to your Instagram story and tag me so that I can say thanks. If I could just, and I mean, nothing's stopping me from talking to them now other than, you know, the fact that we haven't in so long and I live in Tennessee and they live in Pennsylvania. Um, and I actually have with, when you know this, with one of them, the the one I was closest with, like I, she and I did recently a couple weeks ago because I made a last ditch effort to invite her to her wedding because God put me in one of her dreams um, and she reached out to me, which gave me the door to say like, Hey, look, I'm sorry for how I handled everything. I wish I did better. And she apologized too. She said, you know, I, I, I wish I knew did better too. But you know, of course she still was seeing it through the lens of, Oh, but my higher self told me you'd figure it out. And I just let her have that. You know, I, I pray for them. Um, I should be better at it. And this is like a conviction probably that I'm getting right now is that I need to pray for them more. Because we all know, you know, everyone watching and listening know what prayer does. I mean, my my whole my whole testimony is it's the it's the accumulated int Alyssa's Alyssa's prayers like the accumulated interest of my, of my salvation. Like she prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed. And I got saved because God answers. It says in his word that God hears the prayers of the righteous. And we are made righteous through Jesus. So Jesus hears those prayers and he can't hear prayers if you're not praying them. So when you have lost people in your life, and I know I'm kind of going like a different, a bunch of different directions here, but this is what happens, I guess, at a, on 12.30 a.m. podcast. Um, Jesus can't answer prayers if you're not praying them. So pray for your new age friends. And yes, have that uncomfortable conversation face-to-face, even if they walk away, even if they decide that you're no longer friends, even if they think you're crazy even if you can't explain everything that's what I really want to get across it you don't have to be like a a, um, a professional um, theologian you don't have to be an apologist you don't have to know scripture offhand you don't have to know the ins and outs of the old and new testament You just have to know your testimony and what Jesus did. You just have to tell them the truth. Just tell them the truth. Like that's long way around the barn answer is that if I could go back, I wish I just would have sat down in front of them over a cup of coffee or on a walk. Like we used to go on walks. Like I wish I just would have just told them the truth and not been afraid because I let the fear win And it severed the opportunity for me to really intercede face-to-face for their salvation. 
that would be the the um, best thing I could tell people is to get in their face and not in like get in their face, but like get like let them see your eyes, let them hear your voice. Don't text them about Jesus, <laughs> like me. Um, tell them just tell them face to face. Meet for a cup of coffee and invite them to church. That would have been really productive because you might not have all the words, but if you're going to a good church um, with a prayer, I would hope that your pastor has the words. So if you're in a solid anointed church, that's like, all, that's, that's, that's all you need. Bring them to church with you. Just say like, hey, this is my testimony. Share your testimony and then say, I can't really explain this great because this is also new to me, but would you just come to church with me sometime? I really dropped the ball on that. So, yeah. Um, spontaneous and stuff but with heaven and healing everything you're doing here for somebody that just stumbled upon your YouTube page or your podcast um, how would you describe your ministry and what would you say it is that you are trying to do what is heaven and healing? Why are you doing this? I guess what is your mission statement if I could if I could put it into words? What would you uh, what would you say your mission statement is? Jesus. End of podcast. No, um my my goal with this podcast is to First and foremost, obviously, give all glory to God because there are some days I don't want to do this. I've thought about quitting a lot. There have been times where I have almost deleted my entire itinerary and just like deleted Instagram just like without saying anything. Like there have been times, but I always, when I pray on that and ask God, do you want me to keep going? It's very clear I do. And sometimes that's in spite of my own self. But at the end of the day, it's like, I was dead. I was actually dead. And it's sometimes like I forget that. Like I, f I forget that I was depraved and literally dead in my transgressions and that I was going to hell. And how could I not tell people about Jesus? How could I not tell people who Jesus is? How could I not expose the darkness of this world and expose the deception of Satan when I was deceived thinking that it was good because I went so long. I went nearly 10 years entrenched in this new age baloney, just thinking that I was doing the godly thing, just thinking that I was somehow actually in tune with God when in reality I was I was collaborating with the devil and it is so wrong of me to not tell people about that danger, even at the expense of them thinking I'm a lunatic. 
You know, me making an episode about the music industry being satanic or Taylor Swift is casting spells on you. I sound like an actual lunatic. But at the end of the day, I'm standing firm on biblical truth. And so I know that what comes from me is what God wants to be said. Because I do this, and I don't, I don't mean to sound like a martyr, but I do this at the knowing that people think I'm crazy. Like, I know people think I'm crazy, but they might be thinking about God now. And so really, my, my mission with this podcast is to expose the kingdom of darkness, to give Satan a black eye, but most importantly... It's to show people who Jesus is, what Jesus does, and that he is still alive and that he is still, that his ministry did not end on the last page of the Bible, that he is still in the healing business. He is always in the business of redemption. He is always, always healing. He is always making all things new. He is always resurrecting someone from the dead. He is always covering someone's sin in his blood. He is always speaking to someone. He is always going after the lost sheep. And I hope to find lost sheep with this podcast. Not for me, not for my glory, not because it feels good to get messages from people that say, you know, oh, like I threw out my tarot cards because of you. It's like, that's not because of me. It's because God used me to speak to you through my testimony. And so I'm going to keep doing that because Jesus is worthy of the story he wrote in my life being told because it gives him glory. And I just pray just desperately that other people would see who he is. And if they don't like me, that's fine. That's fine. I just pray that they would receive Christ because we all need him. And so I just hope that this podcast will, I pray that this podcast will be edifying and strengthening and encouraging for the body of Christ. I pray that it would continue to bear good fruit. I pray that it would be fruitful. And I also hope that it would plant seeds on on fertile ground, that unbelievers would hear it, and that it would plant seeds on fertile ground that we would someday see the fruit of. I pray that people would find freedom in Christ. I pray that the Lord would use me. I pray that the Lord would use me for people to feel related to in some way. So that they know that they're not alone. Not just because of what I've been through, but for the sake of showing them that if Jesus can love someone like me, well, of course they love you too. Because I'm no better than you. You're no better than me. You know, we're all one and the same and we all fall short to the glory of God. And so without 
talking for another 20 minutes. That's my goal of the podcast is to expose the kingdom of darkness and to be the salt and light that the gospel talks about because light shines all the time in spite of darkness and salt might sting sometimes, but it preserves and God preserves and Jesus preserves and Jesus is king and he is savior. And if you don't know him, I pray that you would. <laughs> is that it do you love gemini and ruby i do gemini and ruby are our cats everybody yes i named gemini was when i was in the new age don't at me i'm not changing my cat's name <laughs> baby girls do you want to make a guest appearance on heaven and healing podcast they're like come on come see mommy come see mommy Hello? This is embarrassing. Girls! Come here, come see mommy! <laughs> this is Gemini and Ruby. <laughs> oh my goodness. Say hello, girls! <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to or watching this episode of heaven and healing podcast with my husband for the very first time he's still behind the camera but he'll be next to me soon pray for it guys pray for it against his will i'm just kidding <laughs> gemini and ruby thank you for being here too um god bless jesus loves you <laughs>